most dudes don't truly care about your past unless it's affecting this right here. Right now. Welcome to another episode of Something for the People. This is your boy B Hunt, aka the Silent Prophet, along with my co-host Big Country. What's good, people? How y'all doing? Couldn't you couldn't let the process be the process. And and that's the frustrating part about it is that's when that broken person goes to another person mm-hmm. and, that, creates that. and creates another broken person. All right. Welcome to another episode of Something for the People. This is your boy B Hunt, a.k.a. The Silent Prophet, along with my co-host Big Country. What's good, people? How y'all doing? So, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Enough day, enough dollars, you know, trying to just live this thing called life. I believe you. I'm trying to do this thing. I'm trying to do this thing for us. It's a little different. Yeah, you know, trying to take things up to the next level. But, you know, they always say trying to go to that next level is always going to be tension and controversy, things that... Right. It, it, that you actually have to start pushing harder and things that push against you. So, you know. Right. I feel like the path is the resistance yeah. and the destination is the bliss. Okay. Because going to the gym, putting up 315 and ripping it out, that's resistance. That's hard. I ain't put up 315 in a minute. Still, but should you try that route and get back to it? You know what I'm saying? That's gonna be it's a difficult test. It's a it's a treacherous journey. But once you achieve the physique you get, and you able to put that up on a consistent basis or reach the fact that you can wreck that. Well see, I'm I'm trying to get to that uh, back to that point. Now it's like eh, eh. It's like I'm trying to work out, trying to get things together, but then it's like, man, I gotta really make this happen. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I feel you time time puts that type of strain on people you like, you know. Whether you're trying to increase your time or just trying to spend your time more wisely, I feel like you should look the way you want to look, feel the way you want to feel on this side. Yeah, I agree with that. So yeah. Uh while we into that, let's go ahead and jump into this topic, fam. Shooting the breeze. Why do you think men shy away from church? Honestly, I think the Reason and there's different avenues of why men do it. I hate that men do it because honestly, I do believe you need a little church in your life. Yeah. It helps out a lot of things, especially when you know the stress of the day gets to you and it's like, man, you know, you need something that's gonna uplift your spirit. Because you can't depend on people all the time to uplift you. But I believe in God and I believe God will always uplift you. Right. So, one of the reasons I think men shy away is because they've heard these old stereotypes about the pastor knocking off all his members and everything. And he's like, oh, well, if the pastor gets to knock them off, why do I need to go to church? I could go knock off some people right now. True. Yeah. My thought process thought it was a little different. <laughs> I'm just saying, you said so many different ones. I feel you. I understand where you come from with that. It's like, everybody's like, the, um, 
Because, you know, it says in the scripture, God's word is unfallible. But that don't mean man is unfallible. It's like, yes, as a preacher, I do believe you are you are talking on God's behalf at this point in time. Uh-huh. To uh, You're the shepherd of your flock. And yes, you should be doing things in a certain light, held to a certain higher standard because you are a higher standard. But right. we can't sit here and act like everybody is perfect and... Oh, nobody makes no kind of issues or anything like that. Right. Because a lot of times everybody's like, oh, well, you know, the pastor shouldn't cuss, the pastor shouldn't lie, the pastor shouldn't steal, the pastor shouldn't do this. And yes, you're right, the pastor shouldn't. But you shouldn't do that stuff too. That's true. Yeah, trying to make the pastor infallible is just not the best route. How I was going to go with this. <laughs> was more so from the setting. And also, I was going to take it from what women are seeking. Okay. Women are seeking these people they believe to be leaders. You already know for a large portion, for, for while women are in a, you know, prime, yeah. they aren't looking for the church going guy. And when they get into, like, they get older, they aren't looking for people that are being led. Yeah. Vice versa. Men, on the other hand, this is why I feel like women's, you know, participation in church is so great. Is because men are looking for, you know, followers, people who are going to listen to what I'm trying to do, follow me through this path, you know, assist me, be with me, right? Yeah. But we hear consistently, once again, through the media, once again, through the music, well, the secular music, once again, through, you know, the communities and, and, and the women out here who get a lot of a lot of airtime, a lot of time to be seen. Okay. The volume, the ones that talk a lot. Oh, I want the thug, I want the roughneck, uh, you know, every every good girl needs a bad guy. So if every if what you looking for don't go to church. That's yeah. the truth. What you looking for don't go there. Yeah, that's good true. Good or trying like I'm trying to be a better person spiritually, mentally and all that. I'm going to the church to try to fix that. If you look at the, uh, especially with black men, shout out to Charlemagne God, we seek a lot of, uh, you know, counseling from the counselors and people like that. Because we've been taught on a, on on so many levels, you got to be your own solution as a man. Yeah. Now, I agree. We do need to find our way back to the church so we can lean on God and lean on something that has, a, you know, a higher power. Yeah. Problem is, women at this current juncture aren't necessarily going to sit back and accept that a man leans on, you know, something else to try to get. If you tell well, I would say certain types of yeah, women. Certain types of women. Because I do know some women that are actually really God-fearing. And I'm like, that's a blessing for you to be God-fearing because... Honestly, I believe God stabilizes both of you. Because for a man, even if you listen to scripture, if you listen to uh, the word of God, let's take the man out of it. But if you listen to scripture and things like that, the Bible actually has some real good gems for you. Because it's like, hey, you uh, you have to realize 
this walk you're walking, other people have walked this walk. Hey, there's certain things you need to know, certain things you need to understand mm-hmm. as a man. And like, for example, one of the scriptures are, uh, uh, God loved the church. Um, so man should love God was as that God loved the church and gave himself to the church. Right. As a man right now, God died. Jesus died for us. Right. Every man in here, if you are married, if you have someone you love, you're not willing to die for that woman. I wouldn't really think of it as really true love. It's like, mm-hmm. for example, my children right now, if it was between my children and me, take me every time. I'm not going to think right. twice about it. Yeah, if it was right. between me and my wife, take me every single time, right. no matter what, because I'm willing to uh, die on that sword for my family. Right. The way that God uh, uh, died for us. Now, the question I have that's being posed due to the statements made is this. To have that kind of mindset, right? Okay. You automatically putting yourself as a sacrificial lamb. I would make you putting yourself as in a in a in a as high a, precious state. But I would say as a father, isn't that what you do every That is day? what you do. So if all the chips fall back on you, because a woman would be like, Oh, you know, I pray to God and make sure you keep my kids safe. You that's why I always say the praying grandmother. Yes. But for every praying grandmother, you had a shotgun toting grandfather. Exactly. So it's like, she gonna pray and I'm gonna lay you down. Exactly. So well, we both know because I believe that you, uh, like that whole idea of being equally yoked uh-huh. is like, yes, grandma gonna pray for you. Grandpa ain't gonna play with you. Right. It's like, yes, because I know the task that God's put before me. Like, my children and my wife. That's uh, that's the whole idea of this whole thing. Is like he put them, uh, me in charge of them to make sure they're safe, to make sure they're taken care of, provided for, and all of that. So that's my job. So that is exactly what I'm going to do. Right. The thing about it is, I agree with what you're saying. But I'm also adding on to that because the question at hand is why men leave the church. In order to be in the church, I do believe a lot of men can understand, hey, I'm a servant of God. I'm I'm, I'm second to God. Like, I can understand that. Okay. A lot of the ways in which the church is set up, in which the schools are set up, is not for men. Because a lot of the pastors want you to be secondary to them. The women in the church, oh, you get to shake the pastor's hand, or oh, they'll do stuff and be more subservient to the pastor than they would to their own husband. Man. So it's like, okay, women getting there, and no knock to women, but it's a lot of women who do get in the church scene, and they basically serving two masters. You serving the pastor, and you got him, you know, you giving to him, giving to him, doing for him. If he say something positive gonna happen to you, you believe it like it's your husband on the other hand come through and tell you, hey, I'm gonna make this happen for you, but I'm an independent woman, I can do it for myself. You're See? dependent in the church, but you independent at home. And 
it's like when you get a man, okay. and it's like, hey, if she gonna follow them without question, if she can't follow me, then what, what's the issue here? Is and then you talk about the music that's played in the church. Majority of the music that comes into the church is, is a romanticized version. You know, God is my 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 protective provider, which he is. Yeah. But you're asking men who in the same Bible is telling you to be men and and, and sacrifice yourself and your sacrificial land for your family and all that to turn around and be like, you know. See, I, I, I believe that part too, but a lot of people don't look at the whole thing. They hear the love part, but no, God is very wrathful. Yeah. God don't play with you. It's like, it's like, hey, I'm play with uh, uh, hey, we cool, but I ain't about to play with you. So, it's like, and yeah. there's too many scriptures, too many things. Like, remember, flooding the earth, man. Uh, hold up, you turn, uh, you turn somebody into a donkey and man eat grass because they pissed you off. Oh, you had people killed. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say to contradict anything. It's just like it's almost like when they try to tell you about, oh, as a man, these are the great things about men. But you don't tell the other side about men. Or as a woman, oh, you give all the great, oh my God, these are the most beautiful things about women. Um, um, it, once you get married, you realize, hey, it's two sides of that coin. And the thing about it is, they took the, they trying to take the masculinity out of the Bible. Yeah. Like, they, they've gone so far to say that the Bible is toxic masculinity. Anytime, like, people don't want to talk about revelations. People don't want to talk, like, all the stuff where it's like, you do this, God will react in this way. Mm -hmm. It's very rare that you're going to get the pastor up there telling you that. Like, yeah. you're not, and I understand because most of your congregation is women and you're trying to tell them you need to be accountable. You need to be accountable. You need to be accountable. Because if you do this, he going to do that. Yeah. You keep sitting, you're going to go to hell. Yeah. Now, if you have a pastor come in every Sunday and tell you that, like, a dude will be like, yeah, because in real life, you can go, you can be in hell on earth, man. That's true. Don't pay your bills. They're going to kick you out. That's a hellish existence to sit out here, especially in the summer sun with mm -hmm. excessive 115. Like, excessive heat want. That's hell, fam. Mm -hmm. You need to put, you're going to eat from the sweat of your brow. Men or women to sweat yeah. <laughs> on a consistent basis to keep that AC and keep yeah. their family in good shape. But we also have extreme accountability. You've been taught that and that's been inbred in you since the beginning. And it's a high level of independence, like forced into men. And it's not from a standpoint of like, I'm going to say I'm independent or I'm going to. No. You have to rely on yourself so heavily and believe in yourself so heavily. Yeah. And then when you go to church, they want you to they want you to dial back your level of independence. But God allowed me to be independent and still be a servant. Like I can still be a servant. And I agree with that. I think one of the reasons I was also thinking about it is because church, for the most part, caters to women more than men. It's yeah. like, oh well, you know, the the women singing in the choir, the women um 
deaconesses, all those kind of things. Like, don't get me wrong. There are deacons in the church that do very well in the church. But that's also one of the things is because as a dude, A, it's not a real task or something for me to do here. It's like, I'm not going to create one. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff to do, man. I'm busy. Yeah. So, I we need to get this, this, this done. Once I complete them tasks, I'm not I'm I'm not looking to you to get an additional task. You need to have that task when you prepare because yeah. I still gotta go home and deal with my family, and make sure they good. I still need to go to my job, make sure that's good, and ain't nobody finna paint away from me. Nobody's and finna. That is me. why I think there are. Do uh, um, men that become deacons? That's why they stay in the church more because it's like, okay, I got a task here. Yeah. This is what I gotta do. This is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure this is in order. This is set. This is done because you have things that you could actually do. So for men that actually don't have nothing to do here, except yes, I can hear a good word. Thank you. I appreciate the word. Right. Okay, it helps. I can get that from YouTube. Exactly. <laughs> and then somebody, that's exactly what, well, I could got that there. And been sitting at my house. And, and my then, house. then had to drive this 35 minutes mm -hmm. to uh, to this church. I ain't have to waste no gas. So, you know, maybe I should have just right. stayed at home. Right. So, I guess the reason why I think a lot of men are pulling away from church like that is because of the fact that it's like they're not uh, they're not finding the substance that they need. They're not finding the purpose. Okay. A woman can find purpose in mess. Like, oh, such and so knows she shouldn't have wore that dress. It's a social event. Mm -hmm. I can chat it up with my homegirls. It's it's going to the club, but it's Patina in, in, in Christianity and you don't drink at the end. Like, yeah. no, no, we did a good thing. We was at church today, but you've been talking about everybody in the congregation all day. Mm -hmm. You've been you had something to say about every person that walked in. I can literally go into a church, hold hands with a homeless man, pray, say something positive about everybody in the room, not think about anybody in the room. I'm just my purpose is get this word. Yeah. Once I get this word, I'm I'm out. I'm out. Unless you got something you need from me. You yeah. tell me as a men's conference and we're going to be talking about building something or making something, you have to give me purpose. And I feel like a lot of pastors are taking away purpose and, and inject it more of, I'm going to teach you how to keep your man. I'm going to teach you how to, I'm going to teach you how to be independent. I'm going to teach, like, oh, I'm going to teach you, or, or they play into the mess. Be like, yeah. oh, you can't be in the congregation and sleep with the congregation. So what they do is now the men don't come to church so they can still sleep with the men. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What I feel like it, it's a supply and demand issue. Women are demanding dudes who don't necessarily, they don't fit the church going profile. They don't fit that. Yeah. That's what, and, and, and because of that, men are supplying that in excess, like, oh, if that's what you want, if that's what the demand is, if you want the dope boy, if you want the club go, if you want the one that's flying fresh and all that, if you want the dude pants hanging on my backside, dreaded out, smoking weed, and pull up on the rims and all that, they don't really like me smelling loud when I come up here in the, into the into the, the church. They don't want me smelling loud like that. 
Sure. But you as a female, especially the younger females, this day and age want a dude that's gonna smoke them out. Yeah. They they want a dude that's gonna fly him out. Yeah. Do all the things that you're not supposed to. You do. want a you want a secular man. Mm-hmm. But men, on the other hand, we want a Christian woman. We want a woman with Christian values. Hey, not hold yourself for marriage. Hey, we want to put we we put value on the stuff that's difficult to do. Like one of the things I was thinking about is because most men, how they're set up is like I'm either in or out. It's right. like, I'm not going to play in toe the line. I see a lot of ladies that toe the line. You be in the club on Saturday, go right to church on Sunday. I've seen it where women will go out, be out to 12, 1 o'clock, then get up 9 o'clock at Sunday school. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm, I'm, church, and I'm like, oh, okay. But for most guys, it's like, honestly, partly I think it's how we look at it as God is like, I got enough respect for the man to not be like, oh, I'm going to be knocking old girl off because I definitely want to knock old girl off tonight. But then early this morning, I'm in there crying and talking about, Lord, forgive me. Bruh, hey, if she called me back over next week. I'm going to come back over next week. But that's, that's, that's the thing. You illustrated it perfectly. I'm not gonna have dudes. If you find a dude that's in church and really in church, then yeah. I'm gonna be out here. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get married. I'm gonna make a righteous woman out of this one. I'm gonna do everything necessary to keep that working, right? Yeah. When you go and you initiate yourself into a church family, that church family is gonna make requests, especially of men that they don't necessarily make of women. Very true. Yeah. Hey. Young lady, go ahead, go join the choir and be a praise dancer. Hey, man, we we gonna have us a youth initiative where we need to do some outreach in these communities. Hey, the the pastor's going to a spot over in Mississippi that ain't necessarily yeah. too fond of black people. We need some people that's gonna willing to put your hand. Yeah. You gotta if you are gonna be in the church, you Altar gotta just, needs to be worked on. Yeah. Um, plumbing, plumbing backed up, electric. Mm -hmm. When you become a man of the church, you become a man of the church. Yeah. And all the women in the congregation need something from the man because mm -hmm. the, the roof is coming down. We need somebody who know how to put it up. Well, the type of work I do, I know how to I know how to patch a roof. I know how to popcorn a ceiling. I know how to I know how to do a lot of this man stuff. That's why I go to a lot of churches and you'll see stuff like water leaks and stuff like that coming out the roof. Because yeah. the men have been pushed out because you've been trying to tell them, oh, be be third to the pastor. Okay, because you already second to God and you accepted the second to God. Yeah. We're gonna sit here and sing loving and all this to the whole congress. We're gonna sing that all day. Yeah. That's what we're gonna sing. And you need to be okay with that. But when when we need you, we're gonna ask you to do it. We're gonna ask you to do it for free. Mm -hmm. Pastor Drive Rolls Royce, you go over there getting your your traverse over there. Mm-hmm. And Oh Honda. Oh Honda. <laughs> Go get in your Honda. But the pastor don't need the tuck. Pastor don't need the plunge no toilets. That's what got you for. Yeah. Since I ain't never been in a space where another man can reach something that I can't reach. Yeah. 
I can reach God just like the pastor, fam. You can tell me all you want to tell me about, hey, he he's speaking directly to God. No, 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 no. God speak to him, God speak to me. He ain't made not one man on this earth more important than me outside of Jesus. Yeah. And he died already. <laughs> no, He's supposed to be coming back. And, and, and when he come back, if we gonna go join his congregation, I'll be third. <laughs> when Jesus come back, I'll be third. But as far as the pastor, nah, bro. He ain't he ain't put in that high level of work to be what he ain't walked on water yet. I, me and the pastor used to hit the club, same clubs, fam. And I understand that it's really on that, uh, you can be Jesus everywhere but Nazareth, but the thing about it is, you ain't Jesus, fam. Yeah. So, it, it's different things that I know that men pull away from. Yeah. But then it's also one of the main things, and this will be my last one, the timing is on Saturday, and dudes be like, oh, Super Bowl, oh, football, oh, man, this is like 45, an hour and a half, two hours. Like, my mama go to church from like 9 o'clock to like 2. I'm like, man, I don't want to be in church that long. But when she going, you got to understand. Whereas you went, your your initial reason for going to church was to be closer to God and get that word, right? Yeah. So, just like you do shopping, which I tell people all the time, men are loyal to brands, men are loyal to barbers, men are loyal to a lot of things. Yeah. When I go here, it's purpose. Once I achieve what I intend to achieve, once I walk in the store and I buy the polo shirt, in my case, the black tee, I'm out. I'm not walking these. I'm not walking house. I don't care. I got a purpose. I got it. <laughs> but you know, and I love Mama Hicks. This is not a knock in any way. This ain't no. Your mama go to church to get the word and to socialize. Yeah. My friends are at the church. I probably talk directly to the pastor, and we we got a relationship, a jovial, joking relationship. The deacons, I know the deacons personally. I know their kids. I'm asking how their kids doing. Yeah. When was the last time you went to church and actually asked anybody what they doing? Or how they do? I've never. Yeah, it's been a long time. I walk into the church. I sit in my seat. I listen to the word. If it moves me, it moves me. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And then once I get the word, whatever the message was for the day, I'm not finna amp the pastor up to make him more important to me. He's not more important to mm -hmm. me. I'ma hold my Bible. I'ma when they ask, when they say pray and close your eyes, I'ma close my eyes because God's more important to me. Yeah. When he's talking about Jesus, I'ma respect that. Jesus is more important to me. If you want to tell me that the pastor, yeah, yeah. Nah. And I and don't get me wrong, I understand he's a man who moves with purpose. Yeah. So do I. My family is my purpose. hundred percent agree. So if you're willing to lay down your life, I'm willing to lay down my life too. Yeah. Me and the pastor equals. And then also, like I said, you need to work on how you present the church to men. Because if you present it as if, and, and, and it's crazy because, you know, Bishop Don Juan and pimping and all that, they got, it's one pimp and a lot of women in his stable. You need to stop presenting church as if you were pimp, fam. Real talk. Yeah. 
Stop and then, you know, you ever notice sometimes, like when you hear the pastor preach and stuff, they give you that slick, almost like pimp talk. Yeah. It's like, hold up, I'm like, um, oh, like what you do before you were a pastor? Well, I'll be talking, and it's crazy, and, and, and bro, if I go to a church, I prefer to go to a more Caucasian church, a more white church, man. Why you say that? Bro, it understands men. I came for the message. They'll have the message bullet pointed up there. This is what I'm going to say. It's timed. Boom, 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 boom. All right, you got it? Cool. No, 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 ma'am. You're not going to get up here and sing no solo and go over, man. We don't need your high notes today. <laughs> the performance is playing. When he hits that last symbol, we are done with that. Choir chorus is over. They respect your time. Mm. The the most insulting thing I find at, at, at black churches specifically is y'all don't hear me. I, give me a minute. I, I'm almost done. No, bro. No, <laughs> you ain't finna be preaching to me on CP time. You need to reach your message, bro. Get mm. to your message, bro. <laughs> Bullet point. I, I was I was reading this. And I know I, I know I, I went off and deviated, but let me get back. No, no, no. Stop deviating. Nah, you ever heard the one where um he was like, I know I'm over my time, but you know, I'm gotta make sure I get you this word. And then you hear somebody say, Go ahead, Pastor. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey bro. Well, I sit this inefficient preaching. Picture if you go up to a, a, a McDonald's or a Burger King and they like, I I know I'm overcooking your fries. Keep going, cook. No, you finna burn my fries. <laughs> Stop. Mm. Stop. Get to the message. I don't need the show and all that for me to go. Like I I guarantee you, you want men to start going to church, black men, start going to your white folk church. No, this is like it's all love. And I say white folk church, but it's some Hispanic churches. It's a lot of other churches. Go to some of them. Not it might seem like I'm trying to take money out of these pastors' pockets, but I'm really not, because you weren't going to church anyway. Yeah. So now you get to go to church, get your message, and get out. If that's what you want. Or if you listening and you you focused in on what people want, we tell you what people want. Don't get me wrong, I still go to the black church because I support, you know. Don't get me wrong. I uh, shout out the Concord. I actually do like their pastor. He actually does give a real good word, Same and he's same. not trying to uh, overdo it and just keep going. It's like, hey, I got my time. We're gonna hit this time. We're gonna be out. Right. I got another service, so I'm not about to play with y'all because they're gonna come in. Right. And I can't be like, oh well, man. I I, I couldn't help but to. Uh, let the spirit move me to preach another hour and a half. No, no, no. See, what I would prefer pastors do is product development. Okay, for all those who want to get in, get out, get in, get the message to get out, your service time is from here to here. For those who want, you know, a more choir-driven type preaching experience, you the next service. For those of you who want me to come up here and just... If I feel it, I'm going to go. <laughs> Your time is from here until. 
<laughs> you understand that I'm going to be here doing this until I get tired. You can feel free to walk out if you just... But I'm not going to stop because I'm doing this until I feel like quit. You service all three groups. I guarantee you men going to be showing up to church early. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh man, my church time from 6 to 7. A dude will wake up at 5 in the morning. Yeah, get no, out the way. I'm going up here. He's going to say what he needs to say. If it moves me, cool. If you do a good enough job the way you really move me, I might even stay for that second service just so I can get some inquiry with it too. <laughs> However, I guarantee you, as far as your participation or head count, that third service is going to be all women. Yeah. Because they come here to socialize. You're going to be preaching. I can still be talking to sister such and so, and I'm going to talk to the deacon this and that. Yeah. Know your customer. They just say they did poor research and development when it came to that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like <laughs> the pastor right now. I'm running over. <laughs> You know, I'm going to get to my point. I'm going to get to my point. God is trying to tell really? you something. Yeah. Uh, what are some ways we can reduce status quo bias in our relationships? And is it beneficial in some cases? Just for those who don't know what status quo bias is, status quo bias is perceiving any change or deviation from the norm as undesirable. I'll give you an example. When a woman hits you with that line, this is how you met me. Or oh, man, because I've seen some, you know, with men tapping into our feelings and, and, and being more vocal about how we feel in our, you know, in our relationships. We'll hit you. Well, you can't expect me to change overnight. This is how you met me. Mm-hmm. So if you requested more of him or if you requested more of her, instead of adapting and, and, and moving with the times, I think this is. Okay, I think for the most part, if you get into a relationship, yes, you should know who you got into a relationship with. But that should be the base level, not the highest level. Right. Like, base level, this is what you got. This is who I am. Base level. Now, if you're not growing in those levels, it's an issue. It's like, oh, that's like saying, hey, I want to get a house. But we're going to get this starter home where it's two bedrooms, one bath, all that kind of stuff. We don't ever want to come out and get a three-bedroom. We don't want a four-bedroom with nothing. Like, you don't want a garage. You don't want all this other stuff. That's like, that's like if you logged into Netflix and they never put new movies and new series and none of that on there. You bought Netflix because it has your favorite show on there. Yeah. And you watched reruns for so long, but eventually you're going to want some new content. Exactly. But that's what everything is like. We have to learn. We have to grow as people. Like, you have to grow in relationships. A relationship can't stay the same. Like, okay, for example, when it comes to, oh, there are a lot of girls that were like, and you remember back in the day, it was like, oh, when I get married, I could cut loose and do certain I'm things because, uh, you know, that's my husband. I want to do more for my husband. Right. And that's great as long as those are your actual intentions. Because I believe as your husband, yes, I get better privileges than then what I, was, I got at boyfriend status. Exactly. So, if, you get better. yes. 
And you should want better and get better. So if you're sitting here saying boyfriend status, this is what we got. This is what we do. Okay, this is boyfriend, girlfriend status. When we get to marriage status, you can't be like, oh, well, we did boyfriend, girlfriend. No, 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 no. We husband and wife status now. So since we husband and wife status, we both going to have to elevate this game. Right. My thing is, women are very accepting of upping their output when extras added on. You have kids, a woman will, hey, I know I need to... I know I need to figure out this, or I know I need to do that, because I know I'm going to have to wipe some butts, I know I'm going to have to clean some dirty noses, I know, and they're willing to adapt to that because it's something new introduced. Yeah. But if your man is giving you quality service, or if your woman is giving you quality service, I feel like on the wedding day, like the honeymoon, the only thing that shouldn't, like, don't tell me that, oh, we went and, and had sex and now, you know, that's the honey. No, no, no. You've been, you probably, if you at this time in this area, you've been having sex a long time. Yeah. When you jump that broom or you say, I do, what you need to be saying, I do to is, I, I agree. I got to step it up. Ain't nobody going from peewee to middle school, high school, college level, then to the NFL playing at peewee level. True. Once, but a lot of time people will stay in peewee level because they're like, it's comfortable here. And wonder why you don't ever get the ring. Yeah. You never reach yeah. Super you never, Bowl level. You never you reach the pros because you're too busy thinking peewee elite. You, you're too busy. Pop Warner. Yeah, you, you still expect everything to hit the same. Yeah. You expect to get tackled by a six-year-old and that's a 25-year-old man. Like, oh. like man, you like, I remember it just like this. When I was in Pee Wee, I was always the bigger one, so I'd be over there hitting people. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, I'm just run over people and stuff like that. You don't that. need a reality check. People so, when I got into high school, it was this dude, I wanted his position. We were both trying to play for nose guard. He was the starting nose guard. Then was Big Kirk. Oh, you know he did. Yeah, it was like, it, <laughs> like, man. So they were like, "Oh, you want the position?" Then I was like, "Coach, I want the position." He's like, "Okay, head up with, head up with." Like, okay, okay. So I'm like, okay. Literally, I'm a sophomore. He a senior. I'm like, okay, bet. Go head up with him. I'm like. He ain't that much bigger than me. I'm like, if I get in there good, all I got to do is pop him before he pop me. Man, Big Kurt popped me so hard. I saw, uh, I literally saw stars. And I was like, and I ain't, no, I ain't never been a small dude. But Big Kurt was a big dude. Big dude. And I'm like, uh, like, you want to try again? I'm like, I'll try again. It's got like, hard. Yeah, I, I always got hard, but I'm like, I see why Big Kirk got his spot. But that, that's the thing. A lot of people get hit that first time and quit. Yeah. A lot of a lot of relationships are as soon as we hit that hurdle, we quit. We stop. No, I'm not. That's too hot. Yeah. Big Kirk hit too hard. You want to try it again? No. Last time I got demolished. Why would I go? Mm-hmm. It take 
have to be in a relationship. It's a lot of heartless people out here. That's why you got all these people on social media telling you, oh, there's no benefits to marriage. Because you're heartless, fam. Yeah. You ain't got no heart. It got hard and you got, you, you got, you quit. You want your man to have money and, and be able to buy you all kinds of stuff because, you know, a do with money makes life easy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's harder to go and get you a man and, and introduce him to new revenue streams because you can talk to more people than he can. Because he probably busy working or, or if you got to do like me, the look I'm giving off, the energy I give off when I walk in the room ain't really the friendliest energy. Yeah. Granted, if you get to know me, I'm cool. But it's hard to get to know me. Uh, it's very true. I mean, so my wife a social butterfly. Every just go up and say, "How the hell are you? You I ain't gonna say you a friend, but you a decent associate." With yeah. me, just reaching associate status is like climbing Mount Everest. Mm. But once you get on top, you on top. You call. Yeah. Guarantee- once you get there, you there. If you jerk. If you called me at two in the morning, what I'm gonna do? You gonna come? I'm gonna come. Yeah. You had to put in work to get there though. It was a lot of nights where I'm starving. He bringing the chicken. It's a lot of nights where I ain't got nowhere to sleep. Heating off of the couch. It's a lot of nights where shit. My tire fell off my car, and this the only dude I can call because he. Yeah. But once you got there, it's reverse. Hey, bro, if you ever need something, you call me. It's gonna, I'm gonna go get it. And but I appreciate that, but that, that's the work you put in. Yes, yeah, when you put in real work, you get yeah, real you outcomes. You're gonna get real outcomes. But the issue that we have nowadays is we think we can play the system. Nobody like, wanna sweat. Yeah, nobody wanna work for it. Nobody it's like, sweat. no, no, no. Hey, you should be happy with. Here, here. It's like, hold up, what about all this? Uh, what about all the benefits that we can have? Oh, well, that's a lot of work. What you gonna do? You don't wanna, you don't wanna insert or exert yourself to do more for somebody because you don't want to have to continue that. Yeah. You don't want to put in the work to really, yeah. You don't want to put in the work to get the true value out of nobody. Because you're comfortable. You, bro, I'm I'm comfortable keeping you at arm's length. I ain't, ain't I want to bring nobody in to deal with the loss of that person. I don't want to. It's what you said a couple episodes back. Everybody waiting on the shoe to drop. Yeah. There's another shoe. You already took one shoe off because you, you expect less of me from jump. You just waiting for confirmation bias to confirm that I'm not who I said I was. That's what you waiting on. Yeah. So that's that's what it is. Oh, I agree. Well, while you go do that, I'm gonna jump to this next topic and I'm gonna start it off. He gonna finish it. He gonna he gonna come in in a second. Don't worry about it. All right. So, oh, in fact, I'm gonna start doing my shout out. For uh, you won't believe this. You won't believe this is brought to you by. I'm gonna let him do the my beautiful wife part because that's actually his beautiful wife. I'm gonna jump it off with D Mac. He's a barber. Tyler Bailey, luxury clothes by a luxury guy. He's made clothes 
for the likes of T-Pain, Wendy Williams, and a multitude of other artists, very notable names, and they enjoy wearing the clothes. Like I said, it is a luxury brand. So you will be paying a pretty penny, but the quality, I'm telling you, is exception. It's beyond what you would get from, you know, your local Nike store, right? Or your local, well, your local, it's not that. This is on the lines of like your, your Gucci's and your Prada's and all that. It's, 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 he's handpicking the fabrics. He's hand he's hand drawing out the designs. He's going out and meeting manufacturers in person to have these things put together to meet his standard of quality. It's different. I'm telling you, it's different because it is different. My cousin Mike, they call him Wiggly in these game spaces. He does state of being. It's a podcast. That podcast is it talks about a multitude of topics. Right now, I mean, it's been and it's been transforming since it, he went from video games talking about life to now. He's a he. He's been on opposition and opposing those viewpoints that may not be you know beneficial to us as a people, and now he's on to helping the environment and how we can do better for us all, our communities, as well as our kids. So that's that. I already spoke about DMAC. Uh, I'm jumping into You Won't Believe This with Advertising. Oh, okay. So I already did mine. I'm shout out who I'm shout out. I'm going gonna to gonna come back and do a shout out for uh, us, which is something for people. Okay. So go ahead. As always, love to shout out my beautiful wife. Love you, baby. Um, check out uh, Traces Like Mine. You can go to Traces of like mine.com, they have waist beads, ankles, bracelets, thigh chains, waist beads, all different types of things you need. Glorifying glitter, make your body look right for your man too. Um, Yanni like mine, ladies. If you don't know what your Yanni is, look it up. It does not take care of itself. And also, uh, ooh, man, my mind like mine. I did Trace. Oh, that's what it was. Traces like mine. This is a hair care product for black women, for black women, by black, by black women. Blech. So, I know we go out, a lot of times women always say there's not things in the store for them. Please, try it out. Tell me what you think about it. Top notch. And, as always, People, we really need to shout out the people who really putting this thing together for you right now. It's myself and Blue Country, and we are known as something number four DA people. You can find us on almost every podcasting platform. On top of that, we're on fan base. We want to run those numbers up. You can find us on YouTube, which is probably where you're watching us right now. And if you're on YouTube or you want to introduce somebody else to the podcast you're watching currently, Go ahead and tell them something, the number four, DA people. And if they put podcast at the end of that, that's going to minimize those search results. Like, share, comment. If you're on the podcast, go ahead and give us that five-star rating. And then if you want to leave a comment, we do talk back to people. That's what we do. It's about the people. It's something for the people. We're going to do it for the like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. All right. Now, what you've all been waiting for.
You won't believe this. Chicago mother files a lawsuit after murder charges against her and her son get dropped in the restaurant shooting. I, I'm sure most of you have seen the video. There's a man, he's explaining to the woman that, hey, be quiet. If you say another thing to me, he's going to pop off. She, of course, ran him out. engaged in that altercation, and that led to her son coming in with a gun and shooting the man down, right? I mean, granted, she was being assaulted by the man. <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna it. get into it. We're gonna yeah. dive into it. Because... But go ahead. How you feeling? Okay. See, here's here's the thing. And don't get me wrong. I don't believe no man should put his hands on a woman. But I don't believe no woman should put her hands on man neither. Right. Let's get that misunderstood. Uh, so the thing is. This man gave you warning and told you, like, and I know somebody's going to say, what if your mother was there? My mother wouldn't have been in that situation because my mother would have been like, hey, this man threatened me. So, A, if he is about that life, let me go get my man to handle this. Not, oh, I'm going to finish saying what I got to say because I want to say what I want to say and he going to listen to what I got to say. Ma'am. Like, don't get me wrong. You do have the right to say what you want to say. But please, don't put yourself in harm's way for that. It's like, oh, I have to say this. No, you don't. You want to say it. And then after the man threatened you, you still decided, hey, I'm going to say it. And like I said, what the man did, slapping her dead wrong. He was 100% wrong on slapping her. Now, the, what comes up after that, she's dead wrong. Because we're not going to act like, oh, well, he just came in to defend his mama. No, his mother called him and told him to come in. He didn't just randomly come in. And then on top of that, if I call him, like if my mama called me to come in, where I get the heat from? Not one person asked, where you get this gun from? Not one person. No. So you had to strap on you. The whole time. The whole time. So you knew if you called your son what he was going so to do. Pressure. You knew this. Yep. And I'm like, maybe because I'm a father or maybe because I'm a man. Like, no. I'm going to react to the situation as it comes. But you knew, hey, I would never call my son or my daughter to come in to defend me, especially at a young age. Now, if my son or my daughter, like 20 years old, 30, somewhere in there, some kind of stuff like that, maybe. Like, yes, if... Let's say I'm in my 50s and my daughter um, is in her 20s and some young little girl come pop off to me and everything. Hey, baby, um, but, daddy trying not to go to jail. But you already know, if you're in your 50s, the first thing your daughter going to hit you, uh-uh, you ain't going to talk to my dad. And, exactly. also, and then you're going to go from, I was going, I, I could have possibly going to jail and now I'm trying to stop y'all from having this fisticuffs because at age 50, first of all, at the age of 35, it's not worth it. Yeah. That's what she should have thought before she started popping up. I, I have to say this. He has to listen. He don't have to listen. Yes. Is it going 
going to benefit you in any way for him to get, hear this out because the way he's acting is not going to alter the, the situation. Like the him. man was stupid for what he did. Right. Still don't believe his life should be taken for not it. Not at all. But now, back to it. Boy gets, uh, has gun. Boy pulls gun out. Shoots the man. Not more, uh, not one time, but multiple times. Right. As they're running away and the mother's like, keep firing. Yeah. So I'm like, keep firing. You just shot the, uh, you just shot the man. One bullet can put any man down. Yeah. If you hit him in the right spot, he ain't going to get up. Lil Wayne told you that. But you uh, fire off multiple shots. I do not believe the boy should be charged, but I do believe the mother should be charged. Because you you instigated the situation. And you gave instruction. By her giving instruction, it shows intent. Yeah. If he if that child had shot that one we're not talking about, but that child had shot that man and then he had stopped, right? Yeah. Then okay, I can see a, a call for I was in fear for my life. I was in fear for my mother's life. I shot to stop the threat. Yeah. Once she said keep shooting, that was intent. So she was telling him to shoot with intent to kill. She basically told him stopping him is not enough. Ending his life is what I seek. Yes. That's what she's saying. And I know somebody's going to try to find the, no, how can you assume that? Because you shot Everyone here knows when you pick up a gun and you shoot somebody again, you you know what this bullet can do. One bullet, one, right? But multiple times, how many dudes you know and got hit multiple times in the chest or in the back and just getting up? You don't hear that. It's like that doesn't happen. You got vital organs. But on top of that, y'all running out. And I'm like, again, I do not believe the boy should be charged because he's defending his mother and trying to do what his mother says. But now you both get brought up on murder charges. Mm -hmm. You offended that you got brought up on murder charges. Now, maybe if he slapped you and you pulled out a gun yourself and shot him dead, Okay, I can see how you offended because I was defending myself. But now you trying to sue Chicago for them bringing you up on murder charges. Which is a reasonable assessment to the situation being that there is a man who is dead. We, we have to take this to trial because there's a body to account for. Yeah. I, there's no way that that dude's family is just going to let you kill him and walk away scot-free without at least having somebody. We need to investigate and figure out what really took place and was that a justified I, I don't know if the man has kids, but you just made a child and uh, uh, a fatherless. Made a wife a widow. Yeah. Like, again, not condoning one thing this man did because, yes, you can have a stressful day, but you should not take that out on the people around you. Right. But for uh, there's a difference between assault and murder. Murder, you can't come back from. Assault, you can come back from. If I punch my co-host in the face, yeah. we're going to oh, fight. We're going to fight. Yeah. Well, we might, we, most likely we 
gonna come back and be like, it's cool. You know what yeah, you okay, it's a day. But if I take out a gun and pop me, like, bro, it's over. Somebody that's, coming for you, though. I'm letting you know right that's, now. That's, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody better avenge me. They ain't did nothing. Like, that makes no sense for you to murder someone. And you could say, oh, well, he's stronger than her or all this other stuff. But we have to be fair here because we keep talking about we fought for equality. We fought for all these things. But then when it comes to the ramifications of anything, it's not equal. We can only be equal when it benefits one side. Right. So... If our laws are made for uh, for all of us, which we should, uh, they should be, then everybody should be held to the same accountability. So, like for example, switch the whole scenario. One, uh, because we have seen women slap men all the time. It's a running thing on any any social media platform. Go ahead. Yeah. So, okay, if. Man, man's talking trash to the woman, and the woman's like, hey, you say another word, I'm going to slap you. Hey, you know, if the dude says something, she hauls off and slaps him. Does that give him a right or anyone else the right to take her life away? Because that's the same thing that happened. I'll tell you, and I, and I know there's some people who, well, there's one person in particular who wouldn't like me to bring up this incident, but it is what it is. At the Oscars, when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, mo- a lot of people were saying that Chris Rock was the problem. A lot of women were saying that Chris Rock was the problem yeah. because Chris Rock has been making jokes about her and Will Smith was defending her honor, right? Okay. Now, if Chris Rock decided to pull the, on stage at the Oscars, pull a gun out, bust with, boom, 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 shoot Will Smith down, do you think Chris Rock would be a free man right now? <laughs> nope. Cause they and 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 they gonna base it on the grounds, Chris Rock. Did you really fear for your life? And you be like, you're so to me. And granted, we talk about the man who played Ali. Yeah. So I could justify like he, if for nothing else, he trained enough fighting to be in a in a movie to play one of the greatest fighters to ever walk this earth. So he probably got far more hand skills than me. I probably couldn't take him in a physical fist to cuff. So, yeah, yeah, I feel it for my life. (laughs) That's why I shot him down. But you have to literally put yourself in in an inverse relationship to where I'm so outmatched to where I can fear. Most people don't. That's why I tell you all the time, you got to stop with that facade of a safe place for a man. But, because you are always viewed <laughs> as an aggressor, especially if you're black. You're always viewed as an aggressor, a barbaric, you hyper-masculine, hyper-sexualized, and you can never be the villain. You, know, you can never be the victim. You can always, you can only be the victim. Like the, the, the villain. You can only be the villain. So, no matter what that man did, she could have literally had the gun out in her hand. While he's having that conversation, he could have said, if you say one more thing to me, I'm going to swing on you. And, and, and he lunged forward and she's shooting. Never been touched, never been assaulted, but, oh, well, he should have never leaned forward. 
as a man, you have to take extreme accountability. That's the problem. Like, it's not the problem. That's how the world should work. But I'm telling you, a man who is not in, in control of his emotions is, uh, you're a dead man. Yeah. Pretty much. And the world is going to justify whatever comes to you in, in negative. But that's the thing that this world has to understand. And I hate when people keep trying to say we're equal. We're not. No matter how you want to look at it, no matter how you want to believe, we're not. Because as a woman, you can be irrational. You can think emotional. You can say the things that you want to say. And nobody judge you. There's a lot of black women out here that are very homophobic, that talk bad about all the LGBTQ plus and all that kind of stuff. But you don't ever hear about them getting canceled. Right. Now, as a man, you have to control your emotions. Because I know, yes, if I really want to hit somebody, I could kill somebody. Yeah. But there's going to be accountability for that. Right. It's like, oh, you, look at you. You Look at your side. Do you honestly think this is going to end well for you? Right. And as I've always been taught, and I've said this a couple of times, emotional men or emotional boys become emotional men. Emotional men only end up either dead or in jail. That's it. There's no other. There's no other place for you. Like even as a boxer, yeah. where your job is to literally punch other people, you have to have a certain level of control. Yeah, you have to have control in every aspect of your life as a man. There's no space for you to act irrational. There's no space for you to lose your mind. There's no space for any of that because they gonna measure you by what you do. Period. Yeah. Like how the city girls say, period. Men live the real period. <laughs> okay? They will end your sentence before your book. They, they will, chapter one will be your final chapter if yeah. you get out of line as a man. Very true. So, like I said, if I need to talk to somebody, I'll go see my therapist. But when I'm out here in the real world, the regular world, because I know how people see me, because I and 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 don't be like, oh, he just has this this negative perception. I don't have a negative perception of people. I have a realistic expectation of how people move because they move this way with me on multiple occasions. I have. My hypothesis as a child was, I'm a black man, they're going to treat me different because I am a black man. And society has turned that hypothesis and theory into <laughs> work. Like, that is true. This is more, this is just as true as baking soda and vinegar have a, a chemical reaction. If a a man is unruly, especially a black man. He is subject to anything that comes to him and it will be justified. Rodney King get beat by the police. George Floyd get choked out by Shabu. Uh Trayvon Martin gets shot down. If you black and I and, and Trayvon can and Trayvon guy, I can't even say that he was acting unruly. He was in my opinion. If the cops tell you don't go and you don't stand down, then you ask for that ass whooping. Yeah. 
And you should have went to jail. You should have went to jail. But that's me, and I ain't. And I'm a, I'm a leader in the past. Like I said, a man, if you're going to be anything as a man, be consistent and in control of your emotions. Look at it like this. And we're going to close. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll say it like this. As men, I won't just say as black men, but as men, we walk through this world with no safety net. Understand. There is no real net under you. If you mess up, you messed up. That's it. You got to deal with what comes after the fall. Now, I understand that everybody wants to talk about equality and being fair. But if we're going to be fair, either you got to take them safety nets away from everyone or everybody should have a little bit of a safety net. And I'm like, yeah, was I wrong for hitting someone? Yes, but I don't mean my life should be ended yeah. by somebody that wasn't even in the altercation. Eric Garner, am I wrong for selling Lucy's? You know, selling a little cigarette? Yeah, probably. I mean, the corner store do it, but I sell it on my pack. You don't like me doing that because you can't tax it. Okay. Do I deserve to be put in a headlock and choked out? Nah. Probably not. No, I don't think a 50 cent Lucy is worth my life, man. Yeah. I. We're going into just so you know, we're going to have to, let's, let's try to keep this one relatively short. Young cool. guys. Uh, the big issue with taking positive minority role models off television and media. So what is the, why do we view this as such a big issue? The big issue is, is because TV, television is programming like, that's why I tell television programs in the beginning. It was called television programs. So, these, what you watch, as we've seen influences you. When you took all the minority fathers out there that were being fathers, like the whole Hustables, the um, Family Matters, family matters um, Fresh, Fresh Prince, Prince all those kind yeah. of things. Parenthood. Yes. Like, when you actually took those things off the air, you took away from some from young boys and young girls, seeing what father figures could be, seeing what families could possibly be. It's like, everybody was like, oh, yeah, I want to have a family marriage family. Oh, they all love each other. Don't get me wrong. They had issues just like everybody else. But you could see more. Now, all of a sudden, what you see on TV, name one program, like name one television show where it's like, depicts a real minority family. I'm gonna go even further. Let's go into this whole, how they title it, reality TV, which we've all come to the understanding is fake. So, you got instances where Infamous Ray J with the head twisting and you know mm. you chopping that up and making that something that is not it's not really he don't react that way to everything. Safari at random at a poker game wanna pick up a chair and throw it because he's upset. Unstable, male, and you're programming other people to react this way. So now and then you don't represent the majority because most of the homes that are that, that contain minority men are not 
broken. We're involved in, in our kids' lives on a consistent yeah. basis. So you you sitting back and here, you displaying this, and like you said, you telling a vision and programming the kids and the, the future generations to expect this, right? When you take away the TV role models, the positive minority role models, male role models from it, you remove that as a viable option for that kid. A lot of people, like when Tupac said he ain't ready to have a black president, right? And when we had one, now it is, ah, that's a vision. I can see that. If a kid come up to you and tell you, oh, I want to be the president and that of my that a minority, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's possible. I've seen it done. Yeah. He was on TV a whole bunch of times, giving a whole bunch of speeches and, and doing what he was doing. It gave us that that understanding that we can reach those peaks. We can get to those peaks. So if you every time you show, and, and then the crazy thing about it is we're using the people that, that the people find the, the famous people. We're using the people that people find interesting. So you you telling me that the dude who's singing One Wish out here charging every female up that he meet throwing drinks in their face and all kinds of stuff like that? That's how that's how he moved? And he ascended to that level? Yeah. You know? And see, again, the whole idea of programming. When you program something, you program it to do something. Right. That's what it does, what you programmed it to do. Mm -hmm. So if all we're here showing, and I know somebody's going to say, well, that's just entertainment. They shouldn't take it that way. But you're programming them to do it. You know, if I see something, that's like, how many times can a young, because this has been, a study has been proven. Children now today don't fear things as much as my generation, my parents' generation, Why? Because they see it all the time. You're, you remember when you used to watch a scary movie and you'd be like, oh, oh like, oh. Yeah, you a little, like, little kids now don't jump. Look here. Okay. Why'd you know? Oh, you could see Saul get chopped people up, mess people, skin people, rip people lips off, jaws out, nice. all kinds of stuff. And then I'm like, you don't think that has some type of programming? on your child. So, now when you come to fathers, when you come to minorities and things like that, you don't see none of them on there. The last network that had them on there was UPN. And that went out in like 2003? Yeah. Like, Malcolm and Eddie, like all these different things, they like, okay, living single. Living Single was a top-rated show. They were the... Nobody beat them in their own field. But they got canceled. They were showing successful men, successful women, actually coming together. They're not acting ignorant, all these crazy, wild things. But they got canceled. But yet, we could have all this ignorant stuff. Like, I hate my wife and kids. Cause they like yeah, they, Damon Wayne's tried to put it, 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 tried to bring it back a little, but he made him and the child so stupid that he was like, bro, what, what is this? Your wife's nagging all the time, complaining about everything. Your uh, your daughter, she want to be fast and all this other kind of stuff. 
Now, when it comes to you and your child, your son dumb as a box of rocks, which we might as well say he had mental disability. At that point, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> but wasn't it too? Was the original son that had more sense, right? No. The, it, 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 the same one was the same one from the beginning of the show? Okay, so they had the daughter. The daughter's the only one that switched up. The son was the same one. Okay. Since the beginning of the show. Okay. The oldest daughter switched up. She went from a dark-skinned girl to a light-skinned girl, I'm which sure. was crazy. I'm Nobody sure. noticed that. No, we all noticed it. You just didn't say nothing about it. But all I'm sitting here saying is you don't think these shows program people to act, do, and think a certain way. Like, I want my children to go back and watch some of the 90s stuff because it actually will give real depictions about things. But I think somebody, and I'm like, this could be just my conspiracy theory, but somebody in the networks was like, hey, we need more people in this prison. We need more people in this prison life and things like that. So we got to take all this stuff off the air. This is what I'm going I'm to say like so we get NWA that comes out and they're giving an honest depiction of how they, this is what's going on in our neighborhoods. If you really want to know what's going on, if you really want to see the police brutality from Nate, from Nate Lens, they made the music to tell you about, yeah. right? We need to cancel that. Why? Because you paint us in a negative light. Governors hopped on, everybody hopped on this bandwagon and, and burnt CDs, run them over with buses. They did all this mm -hmm. stuff to say, no, we know you in no way will be telling what actually happens, giving a real, a real account. reality check, a real account of what takes place because it makes us look bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, birth of a nation. Not the new one, the, the original with the Ku Klux Klan riding around, stopping, saving the chastity of white women, right? History written in lightning that's, that's coming from the, the White House. That's what the president at the time said. A false account of what took place, but hey, as long as it makes us look good. So now, you got it where if the minorities say something and it makes you look bad, we cancel it. We got to stump that fire out. Now you go and you put on television all these shows and now in today's world you put on all of the rappers and the singers who to degrade and put down the minorities and you know, now we got every girl that you walk across that's, that's 21 and under wanting to be some form of stripper or, yeah. or, or take or get woman, butt implants. Get butt implants. Like telling you that being who you naturally are on a consistent basis is it's not enough. You need the Mac and the cover girl because you need to cover up all that you are and be what we want you to be, right? I feel like that's far more damaging to the community than NWA telling you what's actually happening in the community. Yeah. So if I can't if I can't count on media to tell me what's really going on where I come from. And the artists that come out and they do have something to say about what's taking place, they get canceled. You use your television and your platforms to put, yeah, it's a conspiracy. And it's not a theory. It's a fact at this point. Yeah. 
You can't keep telling me that putting down my people, putting down minorities is entertainment. If art imitates life, then vice versa. Life imitates art sometimes. And if that's the only thing you see, that's the only thing you ingest, you're going to be twerking on top of a, of a, of a, what is the abortion clinic? Talking yeah. about popping pills and playing bees like candy. If you go talk to the youth of our generation currently, that's what they, that's how they feel. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I remember you went to the hospital. Granted, don't get me wrong, you had those outside, the one or two <coughs> girls who was a little live, but at this point, Everybody's a go live. And you can tell that from Instagram. Mm -hmm. I was look at your child Instagram. First of all, look at look at the shopping section at your local store. I was out there, bro, and I was like, I need to buy shorts for my daughter Paige, right? Mm -hmm. So I go in the store, I'm looking for shorts, I'm looking for shorts. I'm like, why is every pair of shorts in your local Target, Walmart, Nike? All these mugs is coochie cutters for a six-year-old, fam. You playing with me, you think yeah. I'm going to buy that? Oh, yeah. I, man, I, I, I see so many goddamn pairs of shorts. I'm like, no, no. she can't wear that. No, no, and then, not that. And then, and then you try to be like, this ain't going to work for me. This, bro, you got to get with the times. I don't have to get with the times. I don't have to be desensitized to you hypersexualizing my child. Because yeah. I know what that leads to. Like, there should never be a show on television called 16 and Pregnant and glorified and giving them cars and all kinds of shit. But, like, there should not be a gender reveal for a fucking 14-year-old that's not that's unfucking heard of. Mm. Why are we promoting this? It's crazy. I'll it's tell crazy. you why. You, you label it entertainment. The kids see it, they're entertained by it. And, oh, I'm entertaining mommy and daddy today. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm going to go get knocked up and we're going to try to figure out what the baby is. You going to buy me a gender reveal cake? Just like my sweet 16, every female, every every young child thought that I was supposed to get a hummer for my birthday. What? I was happy to get a, get some cake and ice cream. Mm -hmm. Now every kid needs to go to some attraction, some party. Yeah. I, and, and I remember you used to go to a park. It was a park. Or uh, best thing you do, go swimming. I remember when you used to go to your dining room table, bro. Yeah. Yeah, invite your friends invite over. Invite your friends over. Play the game, kick it a little bit. Might go outside, play throw a little tackle. Yeah. Was your birthday? Did you have a good time? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I had an amazing mm -hmm. time, Mom. A, a, if you were lucky, which most black folk didn't do, your friend get to spend the night. Yeah. Hey. Like, Oh, I'm a, nice. your parent be like, I'm going to extend the offer. Now, if she know like I know, because I know if she asked me to let you spend the night, the answer's no. So most likely, <laughs> she going to say no. She going to say no, but I'm going to extend the offer. Because, mm -hmm. hey, you want to do it. Cool. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Might let you stay an hour or two later than normal. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But you ain't staying all night then. That <laughs> 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 ain't going to work. Oh, man. But, what I'm saying is you promoted, like, you promoted this this falseness, this, oh, we need to, you gotta over overspend for this child's birthday if you're gonna have a good time, and not every child expects that, and then you putting yourself in a bind financially because you want to keep up with the Joneses. 
And you can't tell me that they don't do things like that. You You can't tell me that they don't do things like that because some of one of our favorite pastimes is something that is shown us. If anybody is eating breakfast, breakfast was not a thing. It was created to help meat markets and poultry. Yeah. It was like we having a, a decline in meat sales. We need to we need to figure this out. This dude went created trials and all kinds of stuff and, and then just false promotion and publicity to build up this idea to help like the most important meal of the day is breakfast. No, in reality the most important meal of the day is the one that you eat, regardless if it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Yeah. What did you eat today? That means you stayed alive. Okay. <laughs> That's the important meal. You know, it's not a segment to where I can only eat waffles, bacon, sausage, ham. Like I can only eat breakfast items at breakfast. If I want the I leftovers, eat lunch, dinner, whatever I want, because it's a food. Like food is food. You don't see a line being like, oh, I can, I can only eat gazelles after twelve. Before that, I need to eat at least a buffalo, because buffaloes for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Buffalo needs out more. Yeah, it's <laughs> healthier. It'll get you the energy that you need to get through the day. No, bro. <laughs> they programmed you to believe this foolishness, bro. And don't get me wrong. I am somebody who enjoys my breakfast just like anybody else. I I accept it. Hey, we fell for the okie doke. And what came from it was bacon, eggs, and, and sausage, and, and, and peanut butter, waffle, toast, whatever. I'm with it all. But I also understand what it is. It was somebody who needed to turn a quick buck, so they lied to the world, and we believed it and accepted it and ingested it, and now they getting more money and putting you in a position where you feel like if your kids don't eat breakfast in the morning, you a bad parent. Yeah. Cereal, same way. And it's nothing but, at this point, it's nothing but poorly sugared. Yeah, you ain't even got good sugar. You ain't got good sugar in it. Took all the flavor. I remember when Tricks took the shapes away. I'm like, mm-hmm. you ain't even give me nothing to keep my child creative. They just gonna bland sugar filled bags of energy running around telling everybody that it's terrible. Whole bunch mm-hmm. of red forty and cadmium yellows and all that. Yeah, um, yeah. Hyper hyperactive and 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 dysfunctional ADHD children. All right. If you enjoy the show, because we had. Yeah. Now, I could I could hit you with that with them passes though. I could hit you like that pass. <laughs> I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna, nah, we ain't gonna do it. We, we ain't gonna, gonna do, do it to him. We ain't gonna do it to him. We can increase our female viewership if I just got <laughs> hit. Nah. Well, see that uh, that won't work on one way. You gotta start talking real bad about dudes. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. This has been another episode of Sun for the <laughs> <laughs> oh, Y'all be easy.